Welcome to It Just Makes Sense, a podcast by two easily distracted, higher-educated former lovers that explores all the unpopular opinions, conspiracy theories, and cult leaders that make you want to scream, It It Just just Makes makes Sense. sense. I'm Sam Smith. And I'm Jeff Seifert. And on this episode, we're going to discuss the murder of Jake Marandino. Who? Okay, so have you ever heard the name Jake Marandino before, Jeffrey? No. What about the name David Enrique Meza? No. Also known as Mario Romo. Like Mario Cuomo? He can be found exclusively on Nextdoor and SeanCody.com amongst uh, others. Now you're speaking my language. For those of you that don't know, Sean Cody. Gay porn. I figured you knew exactly who he was. A gay male entertainer. I'm not really into the scripted stuff anymore. Uh, so Pardon me. <laughs> What do you mean? I'm so sorry. I offended. <laughs> I prefer amateur porn, like uh, homemade. Uh, where are you? Like online, find amateur porn? Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought you were like, I make my own and watch it. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was like, wow, you've gained a lot of self-confidence lately. <laughs> I did. I have been seeing a trainer for a year now. I really like to look at myself naked. That's not true. So let's start at the beginning. Who was Jake Marandino? I had to dive deep to find some of this information. And a lot of the background I got is from his actual obituary. The rest of the information comes from a really great article from the People publication in London, England, found on freelibrary.com. Freelibrary.com. It's like an ad. Right? So Jake was born on September 22nd, 1963 in Beaumont, Texas to Irene and Buster Marandino. Love the names. Also, I never want to speak ill of the dead, but, like, why do rich white people name their kids the most awful things? For example? Okay. Like, Jake? Fine. Normal. Perfect. Great name. In his obituary, here's who he survived by. Let me have it. Bobo and Ann Fagard and Bootsy and Gal Fagard. Those are totally made up. They can't be... Bobo and Bootsy. They've got to be nicknames, don't also, you think? they... Like, they didn't put, like, Timothy, parentheses, Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> it's it. Bobo. And, and his dad's name is Buster. Buster, Bobo, and Bootsy. B, 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 B. But my thing is, like, Buster, Bobo, Bootsy, and Jake. Nah. Like, what? <laughs> Maybe he wasn't really the his Are, son. Right? Or is it, like, Anne and Gail, and they married a Bobo and a Bootsy? No, there's no way. There's no way. Bobo Those and have Bootsy to have to be the sibling. Yeah. Wild. That's so bizarre. White people are crazy. Fucking weirdos. So Jake was a millionaire, not self-made, like Kylie Jenner. She was a billionaire for world's <laughs> first self-made billionaire. Thank you very much. I like how it's the millionaire billionaire, not self-made issue that you're offended by. I mean, she did it all on her <laughs> own. He inherited his millions from his parents who made their money working for an oil company and on the side flipping homes. He used his money to travel around the world and also invested in art. Jake loved traveling the world and is remembered as being kind and extremely extravagantly generous. So one, where do we go wrong in life that our parents aren't giving us millions? Why do they not set us up for success? And two, where do we find a sugar daddy with this much money? Jesus Christ, Jim and Leanne, I want a bigger inheritance. (laughs) I mean, I'll settle for any inheritance at this Uh, point. uh, because that's exactly what Jake became. A sugar daddy. That's what daddy. I'm... Daddy. 
It used to be my life's aspiration to be a sugar baby, but I really could see myself enjoying being a sugar daddy. I could 100% see you being a sugar daddy. Yeah, I love spending money. <laughs> and I I mean, it would be much more fun if it was someone else's money. But if I had all that money, I would have no problem having a sugar right? baby. Like if I won the Mega Millions, it's like $528 million right now. Sugar That's babies galore. Be. That's enough money to have a sugar baby. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. While on a trip in June 2013, he hired a for the, male escort for the night online and paid him $100 to have him come to his hotel room. That's so cheap. Ah, Groupon? <laughs> Sale? <laughs> Local flavor? $100? That's so cheap. Like, what, what did, did he, David Meza look like? What did he get for that? Unknown. Just a blowjob? A little handy? H.J. over the pants? <laughs> H.J. <laughs> over the pants. I can't. Well, I This weekend, someone was like a little H.J.O.T.P. And I was like, what? And they're like, hand job over the pants. Oh. what? Where were you that someone was talking about that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the escort that Jake hired was David Meza. And Jake instantly became smitten with David and wanted much more than a one-night stand. He would shower David with holidays, designer clothes, cash, cars and motorbikes, and he was putting together a plan for a future together by buying a luxury waterfront apartment for the both of them to live in. Now you're speaking my language. David ate this shit up. I would have. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? He was living for this money and gifts. Give it here. Give me, give me, give me. In 2014, he even managed to get Jake to scribble down on hotel stationery his last living will, leaving him everything. Wait, like just on the pad on the yeah. nightstand? Huh. I saw it like in the court trials. Like, and it was it was filed in court and notarized. Like there was a notary on it. And it just no said, like, shit. I leave everything to David Meza. I totally could see myself becoming a victim to that. No. I would sign away my life to some hottie in a hotel room. Sign for me sure. up. I for sure could be <laughs> like, babe, just give me it all and I'll give you whatever you want. And you're like, all right. All right. Stay on my arm. Love you forever. Hottie. <laughs> now, the entirety of the relationship, relationship thus far had been long distance back and forth, which worked great for David as he was living a double life. <gasps> what do you mean? And hiding the secret life from Jake. Or Life with Jake from Taylor Langston, his 20-year-old fiancé, who was pregnant that. with his <gasps> baby. 20 years old, pregnant. Oh, Woman. Oh, I love it. This is so juicy. Like, screech, hold up. You heard that correctly. So now <laughs> you, this couple. You said screech, and I was thinking Saved by the Bell. I was like, what's he got to do with that? Oh, sorry, Pete. Huh? David and Taylor met when they were just 16 years old. Taylor claims she didn't know about his role as a prostitute and his role in adult films. I call bullshit. I find that so hard to believe. No one. You've been with this man since you were 16 years old. No one in those four years told you, I saw your fiance in gay porn. I saw that he's a prostitute. She clearly doesn't have any gay friends. Because they totally would have called her out. Not even a long lost friend on Facebook was like, yo, bro, I saw your baby daddy in a porn. That's wild to me. It's wild. I mean, what? And like send shots of the film to the her, like something. <laughs> would you do that for me? Yes. And I would. But be... I don't know if I would be like, oh my god, break up with them. I think I'd be like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> 
Your boyfriend's famous. I think I probably would tell you before I got that far. Yeah. I don't think they would keep I that would from I would be me. like, are we going to those, what's the porn awards? The pornies? The porn. Are we going to the pornies? Is that oh, what they're called? I have no idea. <laughs> it sounds like a good name for it, though. Right? My God. Or do you think, like, people just automatically assumed that she knew? Maybe. Right? Like, if I had a fiancé who was in gay porn, maybe people were like, eh. Mm. Like, mm. I mean, they wouldn't expect anything less from you. That's what I mean. Like, like if, oh, no need to mention it. She's never mentioned it. She has to know. Like, I, I probably would be like, oh, she's dating another gay guy. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and he's famous. Cool. <laughs> and he's famous. Oh, okay. and I've seen him naked. Mm. Okay. Now, I mentioned Jake was about to buy a luxury waterfront apartment in Mexico. Okay, wait. Another question for you. When you retire, would you ever retire overseas? It would depend on where. I would go, like, Croatia. Oh. Well, by the time I retire, like... Italy. Yeah, I would. I would. France. Sure. Spain. Oh, I love Spain. Like, I'm thinking Europe. Yeah. Why not? All right. If I got the cash... Why not? You got the time. I feel like time. your money goes so much further. Maybe not in Depends like on where. France or, yeah. 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 At that. Okay. Focus. Sorry. So Jake was buying this condo because he wanted David to move in and retire with him. But David knew this was never going to happen. There was no way he could move in with his boyfriend when his fiance was just weeks away from having his baby. Now tell me this. Were they really in a relationship or was he just playing him for the cash? I think he was just playing. Oh, you think he was. Now, did Taylor know about Jake? Yes. Good question. Apparently, this woman thought that David was Jake's accountant. Oh. And the gifts he received were just perks of the job. Ma'am? Ma'am? Do you shower your accountant with free trips to foreign lands and cars? Depends on how much money I got. My account is lucky if I get my tax information to him on time, honestly. <laughs> I brought my like, trainer a coffee. Welcome. Does that count? <laughs> like, also, he's gone for, like, weeks at a time being his accountant? Ma'am. Ma'am. There's no overseas out-of-the-office accounting happening there. <laughs> right. So Jake told David that he was in love and wanted him to come live with him. Mm-hmm. But Taylor, a month away from giving birth... David's double life was about to be exposed, <gasps> but not before he managed to get Jake's money. On May 1st, Jake closed the deal on the $300,000 property and checked into Bobby's by the Sea, a local hotel with David to celebrate. I love it. According to authorities, um, David left Bobby's at 10.30 p.m. and returned to his San Diego apartment that he shared with Langston. So he went back to his fiance. Okay. Two hours later, at 12.35 p.m., he called Jake and headed back to Rosarito while Langston followed in an SUV. So David Uh, called Jake and told him that his bike had broken down on the side of the road and asked him to come and, and get him. Okay. So Jake left the resort to go to help him. And the hotel security, and he told the hotel security that's where he was going, that he was going, he was leaving to help a stranded friend. All right. 
Two hours later, <gasps> police found Jake's blood-soaked Range Rover abandoned by the side of the road. Say what? A trail of blood led to the edge of a ravine, and looking down, they could see Jake's body. Oh, no. He had been stabbed 24 times, and his throat was slashed almost to the point of decapitation. Jesus fucking Christ, you didn't have to go that far to kill a guy. Jake had then been dragged to the edge of the ravine and thrown in. Oh, Like, you would probably just... Push him into the ravine and that probably would have been okay. Just slice the throat? Just stab him a couple times? 24 times is like... Right. Like you're angry. So, at the time... Oh, if it was her, though, she couldn't have been angry. Right. At the time, the cops thought that this was a robbery gone horribly wrong. Because they knew he was a wealthy man and that he left... He was out in the early hours of the morning. Like, was he being targeted? Was it like Um, a car robbery? You know what I mean? And then, this is fucking weird. Around 7 p.m. the next day, David and Taylor appeared back at the hotel that David and Jake had been staying at and told the staff that they were there to collect some of David's things that he had left there. And the hotel let them in. What? That's fucking wild. here's the thing. They didn't know yet at this point that Jake was was dead. dead. Like, the hotel didn't know. And I guess if they saw him with it, with him at the hotel. Right. But Mexican police later discovered that Jake's $15,000 Rolex was missing, along with his iPhone, iPad, and laptop. So he was stealing it. Like, are you that dumb, though, to return to the hotel and take this shit? Like, are you that greedy? It's so dumb. Like, you already... You know what I mean? Like, you already killed... Like, just... Yeah, and the will... Like, all the stuff was willed to you. Right. Like, do you think that if... I mean, maybe not. But if he had never gone back to the hotel and they thought it was a robbery gone wrong, he could have been like, I left. He was alive when I left. I mean, it depends on how they convicted him. I mean, did they find DNA evidence? Right. So, investigators now... Clearly questioned Taylor and David. They both claimed that they had been visiting a friend named Joe in Tijuana when Jake was killed. Okay. However, police tracked down this Joe. His name's Joe Aguilera. Any relation to Christina? I hope so. (laughs) And he claimed that he hadn't seen the couple in over a year. And they'd in fact actually been never been to his house before. And then he dropped the mic and said... Actually, David had called him a couple weeks ago and told him to lie to the police if they <gasps> A couple of weeks before. Wow. So he had this set up. So now investigators believe that David had killed Jake that night, but they had no evidence to prove it. Days after the brutal murder, lawyers started to put Jake's will into action and David contested it. He produced the handwritten note that Jake had written on hotel stationery that declared David as the role, the sole heir to Jake's $3 million fortune and newly purchased flat. I feel like $3 million, I was expecting more. Me too. But I mean, $3 million is yeah, enough. right. I mean, and it was notarized. Yeah. Then police found a record of David's mobile phone being near the crime scene at the time of the murder. Mm-hmm. The net was closing in. They're always gonna get you with the GPS coordinates. <laughs> Honestly. Always. Then David admitted he had actually lured Jake to the ravine, but the plan was simply to get the keys to the apartment so that he could steal his stereo equipment. Okay. David insisted that he left Jake alive on the side of the road. Right, right. 
Likely story. Jake and Taylor were both arrested seven months after the killing. There is no evidence that connected Taylor to the act of stabbing Jake to death, but police were confident she'd helped David cover his tracks. On February 2017, Taylor, who had given birth to David's baby, pled guilty in her role in covering up the killing and was sentenced to one year and nine months in prison. Uh Prosecutors said she was within a hair's breadth of being charged as a co-conspirator in Jake's murder, but there was no evidence. Where did the nine months come from? I don't know. That's weird. Taylor continued to deny her involvement. Do you think they were like, well, I don't know. I always wonder how they do these things. Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. David's trial was then held. The jury heard how Jake had done nothing but love David. He'd lavished him with gifts and bought him the apartment so they could finally be together. Jake didn't know that the relationship was a lie. David was winning his affection and trust so he could take his fortune. The prosecution revealed text messages that David had sent Jake, telling him how much he loved him, then heard a two-minute answer phone message David left on Taylor's phone less than a month after the murder. Every day of my life, I wake up feeling guilty. I wake up hating myself for doing that. I had to. I had no choice. I did it because I wanted to for my family. The defense said there was no physical evidence and David continued to insist he was innocent, but a jury disagreed. They found him guilty, and he was convicted of one court, one count of interstate or foreign domestic violence resulting in murder and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice. In December 2017, David was sentenced to life in prison plus an additional 20 years for the conspiracy to obstruct justice. The judge called the murder an inhumane, depraved act and said he'd gone for such a harsh sentence because of the shockingly evil nature of David's action. If we try to visualize what happened, we visualize blow after blow after blow after blow after slash after slash after slash after blow and repeat another three times, the judge said. One can't even imagine the torture Mr. Marandino experienced. With David behind bars, Jake loved ones mourn his loss, knowing that in his final moments, he realized the man he loved had betrayed him. Sadly, the only thing David loved about Jake was his money. That's wild. Isn't this crazy? I mean, I don't think it's crazy. I think it's completely plausible. I think so, too. But to be, like, I guess it is plausible. Like, to be with someone for, he was with him for almost three years. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that's how long it took. Yeah. That that seems wild to me. Because my thing was is like, okay, your wife's only or your fiance's only been pregnant for nine months. Like, oh right, so he know? was banging him for years. Right. They met in 2013, and he was killed near 2015. Oh, so that like almost two years he was with the guy. Like in, I mean, like did it start out that? It was gay, and his girlfriend got pregnant. I don't know. Yeah. He's got to be bi. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. For He's sure. got to have some inkling towards it. Because it's like, so how did he even meet the man? He was a male escort. Oh. Right? He called the male escort. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's in gay porn. Oh, right, right. Here's right. my thing is, he had to been making pretty good money doing gay porn. I don't know. I feel like you make a pretty decent money. Do you? 
I mean, maybe you used to. Maybe back then. Because back in the day, I watched MTV's True Life, I Do Gay Porn. Yeah. And they were making like 15000 a video. Yeah, they. I mean, they probably don't make that much anymore because so many people have yeah. access to making porn. Yeah. But yeah, and the... Um, well, this is back in 2014. Well, yeah, that's not insane. that long ago. And though. the uh, ones that pretend to be straight, like gay yeah, for pay. Right. Those guys always made a lot of money, I too. I love that phrase. Gay for pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a big fan of those videos back in the day. <laughs> When I was struggling. (laughs) (laughs) I was even in a few. (laughs) All right, guys. Let us know what you think. Wasn't this one wild? Do you think you you ever had it in you back in the day to do that? To be gay for pay? No. Oh. Like, (laughs) date an older man and, like... Yeah. You could have taken his money. Remember that movie Heartbreakers? Yes. With... I love that movie. Susan Sarandon and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Sigourney Weaver. No. Yes. No. It was Sigourney Weaver. No, it was not. Yes, it was. No, it was not. It was Susan Sarandon. Hold, please. Look it up. Are you wrong? Are you right? Am I wrong or am I right? Who does that look like? Sigourney fucking Weaver. Oh, all right. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no. She did great. It was a a good movie. What a movie. I don't remember. Yeah, I think I could. I 100% think I could. Yes. I could have been an Anna Cole Smith. Do you remember that where they're like, don't kiss with your eyes open because that, that yes. means that you've fallen in love? Right. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was don't kiss with your eyes closed. No, it's open. Oh. But who kisses with their eyes open? Yeah, that's so weird. I'd be like, don't look at me. <laughs> no, thank you. That's funny. My gosh. All right, guys, let us know what you think. Yeah. This one was a little wild, a little scandalous. Are you into gay porn? Gay for pay? Gay for pay? Would you go gay for pay? Would you be a heartbreaker? Could you do any of it? All the above? Let us know. You can let us know in our Facebook group, It Just Makes Sense Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram, It Just Makes Sense Podcast. You can follow us on TikTok. It Just Makes Sense Pod. You can follow me at www.samandthebuff. You can follow me at Jeff Seif on Twitter, 1F and Jeff. And then, guys, next time... We got a wild one. We do. You're going to have to buckle in and sit back. It might be really long. We're covering the Jonestown Uh, cult and murder. I love drinking the Kool-Aid. I was thinking, you know, Halloween's coming up. Tick-tock, cult (laughs) o'clock. Can't wait. All right. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.